Why, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my goodness gracious, you are just on a roll, man, banging it out. Banging it out during these autumn days. These autumn days, no more lazy, hazy days of summer. Autumn days. Here we are, Jungle Jim, and this is Tim Marr recording Failing Up in the Basement Studio, located on the shore of the mighty Seneca River, flowing all the way to the Great Lake of Ontario that flows through past 1,000 islands and all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean and around the world, just like my voice. If you make a left, you're gonna find yourself in Buffalo, New York, where the Buffalo Bills are playing tonight. I'm recording this on Monday, September 19th, and the Bills are actually playing while I'm recording this right now. And you can go over Niagara Falls, get into Lake Erie, go north, go to Toronto, great city in Toronto. And uh, those great Lake York to Toronto is going to be, once again, Lake Ontario right there on Toronto. If you go down to, over the falls in a barrel and you get down to Cleveland on Erie, Michigan, Superior, just these huge, beautiful, beautiful big lakes. Right, Jim? Beautiful jungle. Jungle, 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 Jim. Beautiful. Yeah, we're recording this in uh, basement studios. There's a raging thunderstorm outside right now. Ah, the crackle of thunder and the illumination of lightning on early autumn evening. As the temperatures that were in the mid-70s now crank and crash against a cold front here in the northern part of the country. Unlike the uh, horrendous hurricanes that are attacking Puerto Rico currently. My God, those poor people just getting over uh, the massive hurricane of 2017. Here they are, hit again, hit again. My God, my God. All good thoughts going out and hopefully that... Uh, um, those that can come in and uh, help them recover and help rebuild will be there in a short period of time. That'll be great. You know, Jim, I, yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday, excuse me, yesterday I, uh, you know, I had to run out and run some errands yesterday, and I made my weekly trip to the grocery store, the supermarket or the market, as some may call it. And as I was cruising around the store, you know, I go to the store a lot of times, and I don't really have any goal when I go to the store, the grocery store. I usually just want to get like one thing. It could be anything from a lottery ticket, good luck to me, boy. Or it could be, uh, I don't know, maybe I just want a sub because the grocery stores I go to, it has everything. If you go into this grocery store up here called Wegmans, it has everything. It has the sub stand, it has a pizza place, it has a bakery, it has the pharmacy. Uh, you can get all kinds of, of pre-prepared food. It has the gourmet olives and cheeses. It's, it's a community in there. As I imagine most grocery stores are. I used to love grocery stores growing up. Loved them. Loved going to the grocery stores with my grandparents. We used to go on Friday nights. And there was something always magical about the grocery store. It was kind of this community. And even then, you know, they didn't have everything they had today, but you always had the butcher who you'd talk to, and it was cold by the meat market, and you, you saw the cool cereal boxes. You know, it was always great to be in the store and see the colorful cereal boxes, Quisp and Quake, and... You know, on those Saturday mornings, reading the back of a cereal box was my version of the Internet. And so I've always had an affinity towards grocery stores. And as I was walking around the store, and as I continue to walk around grocery stores pre- and post-pandemic, I just noticed that very nobody, actually not even very few, nobody in the grocery store interacts unless, except with the individual they're there with. It's not like people run, or if they run into somebody they know. Otherwise, they're just all there on a mission. And as I was walking, I was just meandering through aisles. I was looking for, 
I, I didn't know what I was. I was looking for snacks for a football game, you know. And as I so I was carefree. I I wasn't under pressure. I wasn't in a hurry. I wasn't giving anything up. I you know was getting some snacks for the football game, Packers game, as a matter of fact. Go pack. And um, but there it just dawned on me. It dawned on me as I it felt as if I was looking into a terrarium more than an aquarium, but. But there were the individuals, and you could change the faces, and you could change the places, and it's the same. It's the same phenomenon when you get into the grocery store. You know, I was going down this one aisle looking for um, water because I had to get water bottles, and as I was going down this aisle, there was a guy in the typical stance, hunched over, elbows on the railing of the cart, and this gaze into space. A daze into space, it was a mixture of being stoned and totally defeated. Just a guy that was gazing out into the wonders of nowhere in the store. With, you just wonder, and, and the look on his face was, what happened? What, I give up. I give up. And while he's doing that, his significant other, of course, is in you know, high-speed action mode. And in this case, it was a she, and she's you know, going from one, second, one side of the aisle to the other side of the aisle, grabbing things, looking at the prices. You know, she's she's on a mission. She's on a mission, and he's just, like, defeated. You know, he's just elbows on that cart, pushing that cart. Like, if he, if he loses that cart, he's going to fall face down and die right there in aisle 13. It's, it was this like a zombie. And as he went by, I saw another fella leaning on the cart, looking out into space, like he was looking at unachieved dreams or he was staring at some types, gazing for a rainbow in the golden kettle or the golden pot at the end of the rainbow. He was just dazed. He was just dazed. He looked like a boxer who had just been hit, but he was just following along the grocery store. You know, so you, so you get those dynamics there. And it's usually, it's usually a guy, you know, it's usually a guy and he's usually with his, uh, you know, significant other who, who in many cases happens to be, be a woman because there's no energy. There's no energy there. You know, she's on a mission, and he's like, I give up. What, what am I doing here? Defeated. just And cruising around, you know, sticking their butts up in the air, leaning on the, the grocery cart. You know, their, head, their head's almost inside the cart like they're going to throw up, like they're throwing up their life as they spend this Sunday afternoon in the grocery store. And then everything takes on importance in the grocery store. You know, individuals are searching for things. You, know, you see these shoppers that go down the aisle and they're, they're just staring. I went down the aisle with the chips because as I said, I was going to get some snacks. And as you go down that aisle with the chips, I noticed because I just couldn't decide. So what I did is I just stood in the middle of the aisle. I could have a sip of water. Mm -mm. Ah, a little free H2O. Probably right from Skinny Atlas Lake. So as I was uh, in the middle of the aisle, you know, and people were going back and forth, but they were, they were there's, first of all, there's a bazillion types of chips you can get rid of. You, there, you name it, there's a chip. A chip, a Cheez-It, uh, whatever. Avocado baked in pig fig nails, I don't know. But um, anyway, and so these, everyone is like looking at these chips, you know, bags and bags and picking them up and putting them back and staring, staring like they're, like, like they're gazing and looking for a lost car key or they're looking for a, a lottery ticket or they're looking for um, some type of really important missing object. And they're looking and they're reading the chips. They're reading the chips like an astronaut on a manual trying to get back on Apollo 13. 
know, they're reading them and they're looking at them and then they get the price and say, hmm. Then they put it back. They take a chip and they put it back. They take a bag and they put it back. Then they grab another bag, but now they're going to put that one back. You know, and then people are reaching in front of people to get these, you know, various types of chips. And of course, if there was a fad chip, they would be gone. But people are just gazing like they're, you know, like they're uh, looking at um, some type of new scientific experiment. They're potato chips. And then they grab that chip and they put it in the cart and the, the individual leans over the cart. As they go down the aisle, into the next aisle. But when they come to the intersection in the grocery store, nobody looks. It's like getting out into the highway. Nobody looks. So you have to pay attention. And so I cruise through the chip aisle. And then I happen to go through one aisle, which you never want to go into this aisle, either on Valentine's night, Mother's Day, um, really Valentine's night and Mother's Day. This is the worst aisle to be in. That's the greeting card aisle because these stores have everything, everything. You could, you could literally, the only thing they don't have in the store are mattresses and bedding and a porta potty but they do obviously have bathrooms. So you could literally live in the store. So you get over to the card section. And I'll tell you, if it's Mother's Day or it's Valentine's Day, get the fuck out of the way. Because people, first of all, they tend to stand right in front of the cards. They don't stand back from the cards. And then so everybody can read. Somebody comes in and they claim their turf. You know, they claim their turf right in front of that section of cards that they want. And that section of cards may be spouse, maybe grandmother card. The, 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 the various uh, category of that card on Valentine's Day or on Mother's Day. But they stand right in front of there. And they look at them. And they have to read these cards. Like they're searching for the perfect card that somebody in a mass-produced place wrote. And I'll tell you, people are reaching in front of each other. People are... You know, asking to get in front of each other. There are carts in the way. There are people getting their turf. And it's and they're nudging all in front of these cars. And they're all late mid. And there's a lot of pressure on because it's coming up. It's just, and it's, but it's, it's not in fat. It's all kind of in slow motion in the card aisle. Nobody's doing anything fast in the card aisle because they're really, it's like the arm will stand in front of you slowly. The person will get in front of you slowly. The person who's standing in front of three card sections will stand there slowly and read that card slowly. And sometimes you hear, <laughs> hmm, as they react to the card. Or you hear someone say, oh, over here, over here. And you hear, eh, I don't like that one. And what do they do with all those leftover cards on Mother's Day and on Valentine's Day? My God. So the card aisle you don't mess around with at the store. Then I got back to where the dairy products are. Milk and... Uh, orange juice and creamers and half and half and cheese and all that stuff. And they're behind the glass. You know, you get behind the glass frozen areas. And again, people are staring into that glass. It's like they're staring into a museum. It's like they're at the Museum of Natural History or a great aquarium. Looking at the glass in this great museum of aquarium. And they're looking at milk and they're looking at cream and they're looking at orange juice. And they look at it like, oh my God, look at that. It's white. It's 2%. It's 2%. I must get that one. 2%. Ah, that's what we needed today. 2%. Grab the 2% milk, would ya? And they get the 2% milk. And then they get the orange juice. They got to read the orange juice slowly. And they just gaze. Sometimes people just gaze in there. And it's like they, you know, you get the guy leaning on the car. They just gaze there. They don't even know why they're there, but they're just gazing at products. And you go around and you got the cottage cheese and you got the yogurts and 
and you cruise over to where all the olives are. Oh my God, you know, men are, people going through olives and breads, and you get to the bakery, you know. And, and of course, the bakery is interesting because they have all the bagels and stuff out. You can get individually, but you supposedly, if you put, your, if you grab a piece of this really razor thin paper, like baking paper, and you grab it, you put your hand on it, it's okay to touch the various bagels individually and put them in your cart in your bag. You're not going to, nothing's wrong is going to happen because everybody's assuming you washed your hand. Everybody's assuming that little square of wax that's in your hand is going to prevent any type of bacteria from touching the bagel that you just put back because you found out your freaking kid didn't like an everything bagel. So now somebody's in there going to grab that bagel. Now you got the next pandemic. It's called bagel mouth because we know nobody's washing their hands anymore. You go over to the bay, and the sub line is huge because they make these gourmet subs there. So the line is just huge, and I don't understand it because if you go next door, you know, you go to this little next door, there they are frozen, pre-made. I mean, they're already pre-made in plastic, and I just get that. You know, get a lottery ticket, and you have the magazines, and then you go over to the pharmacy. The pharmacy is like the place in this grocery store where you don't want to see anybody you know and you don't want anybody to know why you're at the pharmacy. Because, you know, nobody's at the pharmacy to get something that they want their neighbor to know. Nobody's at the pharmacy getting something and say, oh, hey, I'm at the pharmacy. What are you getting today? Well, you know, I'm getting some, I'm getting some uh, prescription hemorrhoidal cream. Oh, great. What, what, what are you getting today? Well, you know, I have um, uh, odor. I'm getting something for that odor. Oh, that's great, you know. So anyway... <clears throat> You wait in line at the pharmacy, and invariably there's two people behind the counter, and there's like five pharmacists behind them. And it happens every time the person in front of me goes up, you know, medicine, medicine for Bronston, medicine for Bronston, Bronston, yeah, Bronston. Okay, Mr. Bronston, where do you live? Well, I live at 3472 Oak Ridge Road. That's right in New York. Oh, so you live at 30. So now everybody in the line knows Bronston's address. May I have a home phone? Oh, sure, sure, sure. 242-555-3252. Oh, thank you, Mr. Bronson. I got your address. Everybody in the line's got Bronson's address, and they got Bronson's phone number. I mean, people are worried about identity theft. If you want identity theft, if you want to steal people's identity, just hang out by the pharmacy in the grocery store, and you're going to learn everything about anybody you want to know. Oh, Mr. Bronson. Oh, Mr. Bronson. Have you ever had this medication before? Is this your first time? You know when they say that, that Bronson's getting something pretty nasty and it's going to be for something really gross. He doesn't want anybody to know about it. And then the next line comes out. I'm going to have to call the pharmacist for a consultation. Hello, Mr. Bronson. This is the pharmacist. Now, you know this is going to cause severe rashing in the uh, testicle region. But as soon as that's over, the fungus will dissipate. dissipate. Well, it'll go away. That's what I'm trying to say. This will just get rid of that fungus around your testicle region, and you'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. Make sure you don't touch anything with your hands or anyone else. The line just backs up as Mr. Bronson walks away. Everybody has his contact information. So if anybody in that line starts getting testicle fungus, they're going after Bronson because he got his home address, and we have his phone number. And, of course, the pharmacy, after they give away all that information for all the people in line, they say, would you like to put that in a brown bag so and check it out here so you don't have to take it through the main counter? I think, who the frick cares? The whole store knows what's wrong with Bronson now in the pharmacy. Hey, what are you going to do? I do miss the samples in the grocery stores. I did a podcast on free samples. They're just not back yet. And then you get down to, you know, then you get to like the boring, I kind of consider it the boring section of the store now. But at one point, 
in the, in the peak of the pandemic, it was like where the action was, man. It was that's when there was panic, and that's where the you know, like the toilet paper and the paper towels are, you know, that was once like the hot spot. That was like ground, you know, not ground zero. That was like the front line. Not anymore. Now it's just, you know, it's just that part of the store. And nobody, you know, hey, get some toilet paper. And you go over to the beard. Oh, I got a sick back up here. What kind of beer you want? You know, and then, you know, you get, and then, and then you go to the checkout at the store. First of all, nobody's still talking to you. And you have, you know, usually 20 checkout lines, self-service. Nobody, I never want to use self-service because I don't trust myself. I want, I want, you know, I'm at the store. I want someone to check me out. And I mean, I want them to check me out. So you get to the, you get to that section there and there's the line, you know, 15 items and less. So everybody's counting. Oh my God, I got 16 items. And there's always somebody who just doesn't give a shit. And they have 20 items and bam, they're right there. And you're waiting behind them and nobody complains. No, excuse me, you know, you'll have 20 items. Sometimes somebody might. But then people go up and down looking for the, you know, just anticipating, you know, who's going to be the, where's the quickest line? How do I get out of this place? You know, they know my medication. I got my chips. I don't even know what kind of chips I got because I couldn't pronounce all the words in the bag. I got some type of milk. But boy, that was a great museum piece over there. I got some type of cheese, which I hope I didn't cut. And I got a pizza. And I got a gourmet sub, and I got some store brand soda because it's the best in town and it's five cents cheaper. I'm going to get a lottery ticket on the way out, but now I guess got to get through this line. Who's going to be the fastest? Who's going to be the slowest? And you mother, I'm going to tell you, you better not have more than 15 items in there. So you get to the checkout line, you get through, you make small talk. You should grab a couple candy bars because they're there. That's, that's like the most strategic place in the store because those individuals that design grocery stores, they know darn well. By the time you get to the checkout line, you just want to get out of there. But they also know by the time you get to that checkout line, you're going to be stuck there. You're going to be stuck there unless you really score, which sometimes you do. You're really going to be stuck there for a minimum of three minutes, and probably you're going to be there a good ten minutes, maybe. So that whole line, you're in this little narrow lane. You know, you're, you can barely fit in there with your cart, and you're right next to it, and there's the conveyor belt. And while the person in front of you is putting out bazillions of things, their cans and their food, and their, eh, eh, you're standing there and you're looking, you're getting impatient. So you look around and to your right, there they are. Shelves full of every type of food you shouldn't be eating. M&M's, Snickers bars, Tic Tacs, Reese's peanut butter cups. And all of a sudden they look so great. They look like something you have to have. Eh, what the hell, I'm waiting here. You grab a handful and you throw them on, you throw them into your, into your, part of the conveyor belt, which is being blocked off by a little... Then you look to your left. And on your left are all these special life magazines, you know. Special issue. Special issue on, uh, you name it. Lucille Ball. Special issue on uh, the breakup of so-and-so. Special issue on John Travolta. Special issue on the monkeys. And all of a sudden you say, wow, I got to get that. That's going to be a collector's item. So just waiting in that line, now you've not only raised your blood sugar and dropped money on a magazine you're never going to read, you spend about another 10 bucks, uh, maybe 15 bucks, easy. Then you get to the checkout line. You get checked out, you get everything back in your cart, go over and get myself a lottery ticket. And, and, and now people, again, are just like zombies moving towards the door. No one's talking, no one's interacting, just zombies flooding out of the door and zombies coming into the door. No, hi, how you doing? Oh, what's going on? No, no, they're out of those chips. Just zombies meandering around. 
like you know they're like they're like magnetic it's like it's like you're in a, you're in a magnet old fashioned magnetic football game and people are just then they go out into the parking lot and they load up their cars nobody stops in the parking lot then they get into their cars and they drive like they're in a demolition derby to get out of there because all in a parking lot at a grocery store or any type of store all bets are off baby it is no rules you think there's road rage on the road. You, know, you better watch it when you're in a parking lot of a grocery store or a mall because it is just all bets are off. People cutting through. People stop. Why stop? I'm in, I'm in a parking lot. You don't have to stop in a parking lot. So if you get out of that place alive, interacting with no one, understanding how depressing it is when you see these individuals just steering these carts. Of course, there are people who are excited to be at the grocery store. They're excited to walk around the aisles and pick up things. Oh, the sun's sale or the squeezing fruit. Everybody becomes a, an expert on fruit and vegetables at the grocery store and everybody's squeezing stuff and putting it back squeezing grapefruit i mean squeezing them in a provocative sense where sometimes i find myself getting aroused watching people squeeze the grapefruits Ooh. then they put them back well i don't want that grapefruit you know squeeze feeling up the peaches feeling up the nectarines checking out the tomatoes you know, you want the bananas just to be so green so by the time you get them home, they're not going to be green a day later. You don't want to get them pure yellow because then they'll be spoiled. You know, sniffing stuff. When you get to that produce area, it's sniffing and squeezing. Sniffing and squeezing and looking at things. And Jeez, it's like, it's like a pornographic movie. The whole produce section is like a pornographic movie. You're squeezing and sneezing and touching and feeling like you're an expert. And finally you feel something and you smell something and you squeeze it or it looks right and then you put it in a bag and you buy it. Man, that's like triple X right there. That's the whole produce area. You know, and you got to get there early because if you don't get there early, if you get there later in the day, everything's been squeezed and felt and bruised. Don't get that page, it's bruised. You know, man. Holy smokes. But I love my produce. I love my produce jungle, Jim. But that's that's a grocery store. It's, 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 it's an interesting place. And people are just zombies around there. Zombies cruising around. Except for those that aren't who are excited and who are on a mission. Oh, excuse me. And if you ask somebody a question, if they don't work there, if you ask somebody, oh, it works. Well. And the cereal section is so freaking confusing. God, there's so many cereals. Man. Frozen fruit, ice cream. People just kind of cruise around. And it's like nobody wants you to really get an You can really learn about a, a lot about people by what they're buying, but nobody wants you to really see what's in their cart. Oh, well, you got half a case of beer. Half a case of beer and a sub. And nobody with you. You're a lonely boy. You're not a lonely boy, Jungle Jim. I'm not alone. Well, I am tonight because there's a thunderstorm and I'm here recording failing up. This is failing up. I hear you, Jungle Jim. Bye-bye.